NFL fans, it is week four, my friends. It is the fans' first sports network, the NFL feed. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I am so proud to have hosting with me my good friend from Vikings First in School from FFSN. It is David Stefano. What is up, big man? Hey, it's a great Wednesday evening, and we're going to talk about football. That's always a good thing. <laughs> and I tell you what, my uh, my good friend, the uh, my usual host who uh, co-host with me, Wesley Coleman, is uh, he is out on assignment this week. He will be back next week. We do appreciate uh, um, what he, where he comes from with the NFC. And I tell you what, I don't know the NFC. I'm an AFC guy, but so I brought in one of my favorite NFC guys when I was thinking NFC. I'm thinking I'm gonna call Dave and see what is going up in the Great White North that is not Canada. <laughs> well, it isn't quite white yet, but we're enjoying <laughs> the wonderful weather up here, so it's good. I, I I've got to get up. I've, I'm going to get to Minnesota one of these days uh, because you know I'm I'm a sucker for purple rain and the Minnesota Twins. So you know I, hey, I and Twins win. Ha <laughs> ha. Love it. All right, let's get right to it. We are talking about the playoff picture already. And, you know, it might be ridiculous because September just ended. We're just in October, only four weeks in. There are 13 weeks left in the regular season, but we have done this since week one. And the reason we do this is because the NFL's funny, Dave. It changes every single week the landscape who you're saying all right this is a playoff team to this is not a playoff team so we're going to go ahead and look through and we're not going to cover every single team we'll briefly say that this team is definitely out and one of those teams that is definitely out we might be talking about already just after the last two weeks and that's when we get to the AFC South but I digress we're also going to be talking about who we think are going to be the three wild card teams, as well as the division winners. And trust me, it does change week to week. So are you ready, my man? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Let's do the NFC first. Here we go. The NFC East is very interesting right now because you have some teams that we expected to be on top. Then you had some teams that, we expected to be a wild card team. And then one that we thought was going to be garbage and they're doing a lot better than we actually thought. So let's go ahead first with who I think are the cream of that division, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. I think last week, well, actually I wasn't on the show last week. Jeff Hartman was in for me, but two weeks ago we were thinking the number one seed Possibly in the entire NFC, it was going to be the Dallas Cowboys. But Philadelphia is 4-0, and they have a better record. So who are you looking at between those two teams right now to win that division? Or am I bypassing a team? In that division, no. It's most likely coming down between Dallas and Philadelphia, and I can't wait till they play each other because that is always a great game to watch. Philadelphia has the better Offensive line, believe it or not, uh, this year so far. 
I believe they are stronger, both offense and defense. And as long as Jalen Hurts gets fired up like he did last week and starts generating stuff, I think Philly is going to walk away with it, especially considering Dallas plays San Francisco, which we'll get to in a bit, this weekend. And they may be far as far as two games back, and they'll be in the chasing position. But both of them, I would say right now, are playoff bound. But you're you're going with the division winner of being the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll at give this point. the division to the Eagles at this point. All right, fantastic. And if I'm not mistaken, who does Philadelphia have this weekend, Dave? Uh, let me look real quick. <laughs> I should have been ready for that, and I apologize. Uh, Phillies at the Rams. That and the is Rams, pretty, nothing great to talk about so far. That, mm-hmm. That's a fun game to talk about. That's one of those teams as well that uh, when we get to the West, they're a very interesting one. They look a lot different than they did just two weeks ago. Let's mm-hmm. continue with this division real quick. I think New York is in trouble. I think that is a team that uh, I know there's not a lottery in the NFL, but that's one of your lottery pick teams. I think true colors are shining through and we're not talking Cindy Lopper. We're talking Daniel Jones. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, he made his money courtesy of the Vikings last year in the playoffs. And now they're stuck with him. And it's been a big frustration because he has not stepped up or developed the way they thought they would thought he would over the off season. And he seemed to have gotten worse and that's not good for New York fans. Absolutely not. Now, what do we make of the Washington commanders? They're interesting. They're interesting. It's a, on any given Sunday type team that can go in and beat you play well, or they have, I like to look at the big round bellies at the offensive and defensive lines and their offensive line is not very good whatsoever. And that's going to cost them. If they build up in the future on that, they will become a powerhouse in the East along with the rest, but they are feisty and string a couple of good games together. And who knows they can make a push too, but I still don't think they're going to be quite there when it comes to the playoffs. Well, you know, what's funny. They, Right now, this team that is, it's a two and two team. They started off two and oh, but they are getting ready to host the ultimate dumpster fire in the Chicago Bears coming up on Thursday night football this week. That is to me, you're going to have a three and two team. And if they're any given Sunday and especially any given Thursday this week, Washington Commanders might be one to sneak in. But so what you're telling me right now, Dave, is you're not willing to put them in a wild card just yet. Correct. They're All right. not there for me. Let's go to your division. And I know it is uh, one that you, it's a very interesting division as well, because you have some teams that, uh, well, you have one team that we're just going to say real quick. Chicago Bears are not only competing for the number one position in the NFL draft, they're prob- they might be one and two if uh, things shake out the uh, wrong way for some teams. And there's not much to say that they could be an 0-17 team. Yeah, and we're also talking about how hot Coach Eberflus's seat is right now. And he may they may take 
everybody with them. Who knows? They are they are a basket case. Well, that Chase Claypool trade last year, they haven't won since. No, and they're basically giving him away to anybody who'll give him a fifth round pick. So it's I think they'll take a seven for him at this point. Right. And they've told him don't come to the don't come to the facilities. He's well, my Pittsburgh Steelers definitely know when to sell, don't they? (laughs) Yes, they do. And there's nothing wrong with that. That that works. It's unfortunate that the Bears have started out this season this way because we all thought they would progress and get better, especially starting the rebuild after the new regime set in last year for the first time. We thought they would get better. Even Fields threw better last week against the Broncos. And we thought, hey, and they were leading most of the game all the way up until the end. The team just does not know how to win. They have not won under this new regime in, what is it, 14 games in a row, something like that, 16 games in a row. No, it'd be more than that. It'd be like 18. No, I can't do my math. All of last season and so far four games this season, which would put it 21 games in a row, losses, or close to it. Something like that. It's they're bad. They Absolutely are really, amazing. really bad. And it's a can, shame. Can they challenge the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have that record? Wow. And let's go ahead and take a look at the cream of that division right now. Do you think it's Detroit? It's Detroit. Without a doubt. They're the best well-rounded team so far in the division. And they've got a two, they basically got a two game lead on the rest of the division because they beat Green Bay last week. Yep. What about the Packers and your Vikings? So that this is interesting here because I I think the the Packers are going in the wrong direction right now, and I I can honestly say that the Vikings after that zero and three start might be looking a little bit better. But what does what does the NFC North expert, what can he tell us? Well, I agree with you on the Packers. Now, the Packers are never going to be terrible. And no way will they approach Chicago Bears' level of terrible. But I don't think they're all that. Now, we'll find out this week. They go to Las Vegas and play the Raiders on Monday night. I would pick them to win. I, they're not overall that good. Now, when it comes to my beloved Minnesota Vikings, they've had a rough start. When it comes to, if you get it in the stats, the difference between how much points for and how much points against on average per game, that's the differential in points, the top Five teams from last year, four of them went to the conference championship, saying they're good. The bottom five from last year were the worst teams in the league and were drafting first. You're talking Chicago and Arizona, etc. They were bad. Well, that same stat this year, it goes, I'm trying to remember the order, San Francisco, um, uh, I'm trying to who else was in there, but the Vikings came in fourth and 
which indicates they're pretty good. But the Vikings' problem so far this season is they have butterfingers. They have turned over the ball 11 times in four games so far. You can't win that many games when you're giving the opponent the ball. Prime example was week two against Philadelphia. We had four fumbles in that game, and we barely, well, we got it within one score of winning and had an opportunity had we gotten the onside kick, but, you know, that's a low percent deal. The Vikings aren't bad. They can score anytime. Justin Jefferson is Mr. All-World Wide Receiver Best in the League, without a doubt. He will destroy teams, and they double-triple him all day long. It doesn't matter. Kirk Cousins is making better decisions. Our offensive line actually looks decent. Our defense is the biggest question mark, but now with Brian Flores leading that, they seem to have found their stride. They only held the Carolina Panthers. Now, this is not a you know massive team. They're 0-4 as well. Last week, to only three points scored offensively. That's not bad for any defense. So the Vikings, I suspect, will make a run on the division title, and it will come down to the end of the season when they play Detroit, Green Bay, and then Detroit in the last three games. I think it's going to be that close with those three teams. But right now, Detroit has the division lead. I'll give it to them, and then I'll throw my Vikings in as a wild card. Let's go ahead and talk about the NFC South now. Two curious teams that started off 2-0. and That would be the Saints. That would be the Vikings as well. And then we got to talk about Tampa Bay, who was another team that started out 2-0. and So you had three teams starting out 2-0 and there. The Panthers, we're not even talking about them at 0-4. I don't see them coming back in. I don't see them being an 0-17 team, but they are not a playoff team, so let's keep them out of this. Of those three teams, who's winning that division, and is anyone else sneaking into the wild card here? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I don't think the division is... what well, I think it is what we thought it was at the beginning of the season prior to playing any games. And then it wasn't as good as we thought. It's 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 going to be close. Tampa Bay, maybe. Uh, Baker is playing well. You can't fault that. New Orleans has its issues. Atlanta has its issues. Atlanta needs a quarterback. Yep, That's, no quarterback. If they had a quarterback, that running game would be good enough to right get them a wild card. They would get in. So I got to go with Tampa, and that's it out of that division. I'm going to really agree with you on that. So, uh, you know, the Texans are playing the Falcons this week. Uh, You've got the Panthers at the Lions, Saints at the Patriots. I'm not even looking at any of these teams in my survivor pool. My goodness, it is – this is going to be – this is going to be a tough division, but I'll I'll agree with you there that – I think the Falcons are an interesting team, but without a quarterback, that team is in absolute trouble. So, uh, you know, great there. And it looks like the Buccaneers are, you know, they're taking the week off. They've got their bye week early. Mm -hmm. So now when it comes to Atlanta, they put in Taylor Heineke last week and he may take the job for the rest of the season. That's how 
bad they are in need of a quarterback. Now, Taylor, and I don't disparage Taylor. Heineke, um, with both the Panthers and the uh, Washington Commanders, uh, you know, get teams very close or in the playoffs, and we've seen him in the playoffs, so you never know with that team. That might be an, I, I, that might be an upgrade. Desmond Ritter was a dumpster fire. I agree. Let's go ahead and uh, finalize the NFC. So it looks like, uh, my goodness, it looks like we might have two teams coming out of here, but who? Let's go ahead and exclude the Arizona Cardinals. They had that one win over the Cowboys, the one that killed my parlay when I was in Vegas. A guy that never bets would have won some big money, but uh, that's the game that killed me, and they beat them outright. So kind of made me happy that they beat the Cowboys outright after uh, the after laying the egg early on. But I, I knew I was going to lose, so I'm like, at least now beat them. But with that being said, let's eliminate the Cardinals completely. But you have some teams here in Seattle and Los Angeles that are going to challenge San Francisco. San Francisco's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, they're a no-brainer. They are by far the class of the NFC. If they keep up what they're doing right now, they're going to be the number one seed. Are they at 17-0 possibility? I doubt that. I doubt any team nowadays is 17-0. That is so rare. Um, No. They'll take a loss somewhere. All right. I, I agree with you, but I wanted to throw that out. Uh, but there, I suspect there are at least 14 wins as long as everybody stays healthy. That's there, that's the big if. Nobody can compete. That was a possible Lombardi winner last year mm-hmm. until the AFC Championship game when every quarterback uh, <laughs> wearing the SF on their helmet went down. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about the rest of this division. Seattle and the Rams. Man, those two teams are intriguing to me. The Rams are only two and two, but they played the games that they lost. They played tough. They lost to San Francisco. They lost to Cincinnati. Played very tough in those games. They host Philadelphia this weekend. That might be a trap for the Eagles. Do you think the Rams or the Seahawks are the team to take the wild card here? Uh, my. If I had to wager, I'd wager on the Seahawks being the one that pulls out that last wild card spot. Why's that? Because I think they're I think they're a better constructed team. And the the Rams have Achilles heels. One, they always lose to San Francisco. Period. I don't think San or LA has won in San Francisco since the Super Bowl year. There's and the Rams are gonna have some tough schedules coming up and I'd have to look to be exactly what they're doing, but I don't, I don't trust them yet. Yes. They're interesting. They are frisky. They could be there, but to me, they're closer to middle of the pack versus the Seahawks, which could make a run for it. Very interesting. So that is your NFC. Let's go ahead and recap that. Your division winners, you have Philadelphia, Detroit. I believe you said Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. And then, of course, the San Francisco 49ers with Seattle, 
with the Vikings and with the Dallas Cowboys all in wild card spots. Correct. All right. We're going to take a break and we are going to come back and analyze the American football conference when we come back right after this it's fans first sports network it is the big picture Oh, yeah. Play that funky music. It's Brian Anthony Davis. It's Dave Stefano in for the vacationing Wesley Coleman, or like I like to say, on assignment. I don't really think he's vacationing, but he will be back next week to cover the NFC. But filling in ably and nicely, my good friend Dave, thanks for being on the big picture here on Fans First Sports Network. Thanks again, and I want to give a shout-out to Wesley. I listen to this show, believe it or not, every week because I want to figure out what's happening league-wide, and Brian and Wesley are knocking it out of the park. Hey, we both have there are different kinds of black and gold, but we're both black and gold, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> Can't How get to- away from that. And we will be talking about my black and gold in a little bit. So, Dave, this is what we do on the big picture. We talk about how the playoffs are going to look even the first week of the season. And it's interesting to see just where things are trending and how they change. These seven teams change every single week on this show. I do want to thank Jeff Hartman for filling in for me last week. So uh, with Dave this week, we're not getting away from the gold, but the black turned into purple. So there's always going to be gold here. I I guess uh, we're not going to get away from that as far as the uh, team colors that we represent go. But we're objective on this show. And even though Dave put his team in the playoffs this week, I might not be doing the same thing. But Dave, I'm going to let you host the AFC and put me on the grill. Sounds great. We're going to start off with the AFC East. Right now, it has tied leaders at 3 and 1, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, followed by the 1 and 3 and 1 and 3 New England Patriots and New York Jets. How do you figure this division will play out? All right, new is old, so the Jets, I got it. I got to take them out of there until until Zach Wilson is uh, not at the helm. I tell you what, he played ably against the Kansas City Chiefs. And in my mind, he beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That was uh, that wasn't home cooking because they were in New York, New Jersey, the metropolitan area. But I, I feel like uh, that was a game to uh, to protect Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey and protect the NFL. I'm just going to say, I, I really didn't like the way if I was a Jets fan, I uh, 
would be bleeding red right now and seeing red as well. So with that being said, the, the Jets, the Jets to me were a team that could have gone very far if Aaron Rodgers could have played more than three, four plays. But I got to take them out of right now, especially with that. That's a great defense, though. It's like they're wasting it. They needed to make a deal. They needed a call. They needed to call the the Minnesota Vikings and uh, bring in uh, Kirk. Kirk Mm -hmm. I I thought you guys were probably saying, hey, call us. (laughs) Well, at that point at 0-3, we were. We were (laughs) without a doubt. Now, the problem with a Kirk Cousins trade to the Jets is the Jets do not have their requisite draft capital to trade when a, if you want to talk trade rumors the trade rumors for Kirk Cousins have been to either to Atlanta that was the next logical choice His, Kirk Cousins wife is from Atlanta they have family down there and that makes sense we talked about it in the earlier part of the show in the NFC where Atlanta just needs a quarterback and they'd be almost assured to move up and get into the playoffs And then the third one I heard today comes from this exact division. New England may be making some phone calls to check on his availability. You know, New England's a funny team because I actually, now Wesley was not on board with this, but at the beginning of the season, I'm like, look out for the New England Patriots. I think they are going to make a run. I, I've got to pump my brakes on that one right now. I am not putting the Patriots in there. It, it's uh, They just lost Matthew Judon. The, this is a team, the Mac Jones thing is not working. It, it really isn't. Uh, in year number three, it's, uh, it's going in the wrong direction, which kind of I, I thought from the beginning that he was going to actually work out, especially after that rookie year. Uh, I am not afraid to say when I was wrong. I thought the Patriots were going to be one of those sneaky, good wild card teams, like I thought the Raiders were as well. But no, it, it's just uh, Bill can't save this. The hoodie just cannot save this. But you've got the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. They are both playoff teams. This could probably shift every single week, but I've got to believe it's the Buffalo Bills right now. I really think that loss to begin the season was an aberration i don't think they were ready for prime time they i really being a steelers fan all these years and watching ben roethlisberger hardly play in a preseason game josh allen hardly played in a preseason game uh we're going to be talking about joe burrow not playing in preseason games i know he was hurt but still they these even though it's three preseason games now, quarterbacks need a preseason. Rust in that first quarter uh, of the season or rust, especially in the first game, I think that hit the Buffalo Bills, but I think they are a true team. I, I really think that they are one of the best in the AFC. The AFC is loaded up top. Miami, they're starting to get hurt. They're very explosive. If Tua goes down, they're done. And I I know you could say that about a lot of teams. I'm not fully believing that they're a 70-point team every single week. I picked against them last week against Buffalo. One, it being in Buffalo. And two, 
there's always a letdown after an epic win like that. And I've never seen 70 in my lifetime. I don't think you have either. But no, I'm not even close. Unless you're talking NBA, but <laughs> that's about <laughs> or college. No, I think the NFL record was is 73 points in a game, and that was done like in 1913 or something like yep. that. And that's a wee bit before our time. Yeah, I mean, just just a tad. So I'm going to say Buffalo right now. Buffalo wins that division. Miami is going to be one of the finest wild card teams as well. Is if if you are the fifth seed, I mean. If you are the fourth seed and a division winner, you're probably going down in round one because Miami is that good. I just think Buffalo's better. Well, I'm fascinated what with what they're doing in Miami. It seems almost like a new style or a new philosophy of football with the speed. And they're trying to do what Al Davis and the Raiders never could back in the day. They want to beat you with speed and be dynamic. And you said the key word, explosive. And it's fun to watch. And you talked about last week's game against the Bills. That started out with touchdown, 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 touchdown. And it was like heavyweights throwing blows at each other. It was it was wonderful to watch. I like, that's a good, I love great offense. I love great defense. But that, I find Miami interesting the possible future of where the league may go man i wanted to turn the pittsburgh steeler game off but i had to watch it and i wanted to go over and watch that game which i wish that game was in prime time i really wanted to see that i had to catch it um highlight version and i'm i'm still watching the replay of that one all right that brings us we're going to skip the afc north for now we'll go down to the afc south this Ouch, division this is... is all knotted up at two and two, which is sort of a little surprising because we thought one team was going to be terrible and they've got two wins. And other teams that we thought were going to be good only have two wins. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Who do you pick in this division between the Colts, Jags, Texans, and Titans. The Colts are interesting to me. They really are. I still think the Jaguars are going to uh, put some things together here, especially with Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley. I I expect they should be better than their 2-2 two and two record. Maybe they're not as ready for primetime as everybody thought they were after last year. I just watched the Houston Texans. I watched that defense. I watched this team play. They just lost another offensive lineman, but they have a very good running back. They've got a good young rookie quarterback who's making things happen. Uh, it's hard for me to have them win the division. And the Colts are interesting. Gardner Minshew is probably, again, the best backup quarterback in the National Football League, Dave. Um, Tennessee is Tennessee, and they could, you never know what they can do. They've got stars there. This is the most interesting division right now to me because if you look at the division, it goes Colts, Texans, Jags, and Titans with, like you said, the same record, but any of them could win it. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. 
I am going to put the Titans back in the wild card picture. And I'm going to show my hand a little bit here. I'm going to go on a limb. And I'm going to go Texans. Whoa. Texans for the third wild card. Wow. That, that would be something. That would be something. It's going to be interesting to watch these guys because, of course, they've got to play each other. And, of course, they'll beat up on each other like all interdivision games do. But I agree with you on the Texans. They've got a good young quarterback, and that's going to be fun to watch. The Colts do, too. He's gotten hurt, but it's fun to watch. Now, this weekend, you talked about a letdown game, and you picked Buffalo over Miami. Well, Buffalo won that one. Buffalo now has to travel to London and play the Jaguars, which is London seems to be their second home. They're quite yeah. They get to stay there. over there. Who are you selecting between the Jaguars this weekend and Buffalo? Mm, okay, it's on paper. It's a home game for Buffalo, but Jacksonville just played there last week, so they get to stay there. They do not have to. Oh wow, this is such a great game. Get up early and watch this. Because hey, the Jags, they could the switch could come on. Buffalo could be drained from last week's game. And fatigued because mm -hmm. Jacksonville doesn't have to travel. Exactly. Oh so, my gosh. I mean, I bet if you look head to head, you go, I Buffalo easy. But I'm not so sure. I'm going to go with the Jaguars here because it's just, it's those factors that come in and that travel over the pond. That's tough. That is really tough stuff. And Jacksonville gets to stay there and they're practically the home team. There's a lot of fans in England now because they play. Uh, Mr. Khan has them playing there all the time. Every single year they get a game there. There's even rumors that one day they're going to leave Jacksonville for London. Don't know if that's ever going to happen. I'm going to go ahead. Jacksonville with the upset in this game. The Bills are still one of the best teams in the league, but this is a game that you lose. Yeah, It's, it's going to be fun to watch. Now, move, moving over to the AFC West, which... We, we thought at the beginning of the season we were probably going to be the toughest division in all of football. It's not worked out that way so far. We have the Kansas City Chiefs leading with three at 3-1, three and one, the Los Angeles Chargers right behind them at 2-2. Two and two. Then we have the Las Vegas Raiders at 1-3 and three, and the Denver Broncos at 1-3 and three with their own issues. How do you see this division working out and do you see Denver who starts out very very poorly this year are they going to make any sort of comeback or is this going to be a swan song for their season I'm going to change their name right now and I did not have time to plan this it just popped in my head and I just uh I just spout it out when I hear it Denver <laughs> Denver <They're> done. <laughs> Denver the Broncos are done. Uh, I'm not even going to talk 
about this team. Just uh, orange crushed. The Raiders, they're a team that I follow a lot. Am I a fan of the Raiders? No, but I do production for the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders insiders here on the Fans First Sports Network. So I do know a lot about this team. They're in disarray. They are really in disarray right now. Jimmy G is out. And this team has a chance when Jimmy Garoppolo is in. He's one of those steady quarterbacks. Uh, They have a good young quarterback in Nathan O'Connell. They've got a good old quarterback in Brian Hoyer. You know, I don't have a problem saying that, but it's just, it's unraveling. And they want Josh McDaniel's head on a platter. Um, That's that's going south in a hurry in Sin City. Kansas City Chiefs are winning this division. There is no doubt about it. The the wild card team, who I'm not putting in the wild card, by the way, but they are a wild card team here to talk about because you never know what you're going to get with the Los Angeles Chargers. I will go and say, and with apologies to Matt Eberflus, the worst head coach in the National Football League is Brandon Staley in Los Angeles. I think he is horrendous. I think he makes terrible decisions. I think he is ruining, and I've seen an offensive coordinator ruin a good young quarterback. I think this situation is very bad in Los Angeles for the Bolts. Austin Eckler's hurt. I get it. But this team, this is a team for the last three years should have won a majority of their games should have been, they should have not blown it to the Jaguars. They uh, should have definitely not blown it in the last game of the season because of coaching hubris to uh, go ahead. And uh, when they basically had an agreed upon tie, which would have put both the Raiders and the charger in in the playoffs. And he got cocky and they said, all right, we're done with you. And, uh, we we're going to go now we're going to beat you because you just broke our agreement basically. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to the final game of 2021. Um, a very sad day for me. Cause that's the day that Bob Saget died. Uh, but I can't give the chargers a pass here. So I already sh- I showed my hand. I put the Texans in, which is more than I think about it. That's the most ridiculous thing ever that I just put the Texans in the playoffs. But you know what? I go out on a limb from time to time. I'm putting them in right now. So Kansas City Chiefs are the only ones from this division. And we've got one division left. And there's only going to be one in. And in my head, I don't know who it is yet. All right. The AFC North. You have the Baltimore Ravens leading with a 3-1 and record. Followed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, your team at two and two, Cleveland at two and two. The Brownies started out with promise and it's nah, turned a little sideways. And then you have the Cincinnati Bengals with a hurt and excuse filled quarterback. How do you see this division ending up, especially knowing? that you've got to play each other, and there's nothing quite like an NFC North or an AFC North battle in division games. You know, what did they call back in the day in hockey? Wasn't it the black and blue division? Well, mm-hmm. actually, the uh, 
the NFC Central's black and blue too, wasn't it? Yes, it was called the black and blue. And when they went to NFC North, we called it the NFC Norse division. <laughs> well, I, I've got to say, look, I am not going to be a homer here. I am going to not put the Pittsburgh Steelers in because things, I mean, I would have put them in. I was still putting them in after they beat Cleveland, after they lost to San Francisco, but not what happened when they lost to the Houston Texans. That was that was one of the most embarrassing losses in team history. And you know what? Even though the store, score wasn't as close as it was at 30-6, to six, it kind of was. Even late in the third quarter, it looked like they were going to come back and win that game. And they just could not. And they uh, made some curious decisions. They want Matt Canada gone. And I will just let everybody know this because Mike Tomlin's getting a lot of blame. And I'm just going to say this. It might sound like a bold statement, but I feel like I know a little bit more on this because of some information I've garnered um, along the way. It's not Mike Tomlin's call to fire Matt Canada. Art Rooney, too, refuses to make that move. I don't know if you know this, Dave. I'm going to give you, if anybody, especially NFC teams, want a little education on how they feel about firing coordinators, they don't. If you go back to Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians went on to win a Super Bowl, but they were kind of done with Bruce Arians, and they did not they did not fire him. They let his contract run out. Todd Haley, contract run out. Randy Feetner, one of the worst offensive coordinators I've ever seen until Matt Canada emerged. Contract ran out. Welcome. The welcome Matt was torn up. It was put in the shredder, but he still got to come in. And now, now Matt Canada, his contract ends at the end after this season. And he will be fired the day afterwards. There's people calling for his head right now. Art Rooney II refuses to fire this man. He is not going to pay a guy to sit home on his couch, which most of us are going to disagree with. But it is what it is. Give Mike Tomlin a pass on that one. There's a lot of you. If you want to blame Mike Tomlin for other things, you can, but for this, don't blame Mike Tomlin. But the Steelers are, if they beat Baltimore this week, which I have a hard time saying that they're going to, but they always play Baltimore tough. Lamar Jackson does not have their number. Lamar Jackson struggles against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's going to be very interesting. I'm not picking the Steelers in this game. So right now I have to say that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win this division. However, Cleveland has a fantastic defense and Deshaun Watson is hurt. He's not the guy, but he's hurt. They still have a running game without Nick Chubb. I think the odds are against Cleveland right now, but they lost Nick Chubb and they still beat up on a decent Titans team. So, and then turn around and then just got destroyed. So all I'm going to say about this is I'm omitting one team. I'm not completely sold that the Cincinnati Bengals can't 
undo this horrendous start to their season. If Joe Burrow suddenly gets right, which I don't know if he's going to, if he gets right, they can still win this division because history shows us Lamar Jackson gets injured. So this is a crazy division, but on this day and time, I've got to say it's Baltimore. And you said your team plays the Ravens this weekend. Yep. That I always love watching those games when I can because they turn out to be absolute grudge matches. There is no there is no love loss between the Ravens and the Steelers. These coaches have been going at it for 15 plus years, too. Mm -hmm. You know, Harbaugh's been in the game 16 in Baltimore and Tomlin in 17. So they they they've squared off, and I'm not even counting the playoffs 32 times. Wow. And it's almost even. It's so close to even. It's it is a great rivalry. It is fantastic. They're so similar. The organizations are alike uh, in, in a lot of ways. I have a lot of respect for the Baltimore Ravens and a lot of hatred, but it's professional hatred. It's different because I don't have respect for the Cleveland Browns organization and the Cincinnati Bengals organization. No respect whatsoever. But when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, I have plenty of respect for how they're run and how the stability of that team. And it's hard to say that they're a second-rate organization because they're not. Pittsburgh and Baltimore are class teams as far as organizations in the AFC, and I will continue to say that. I will say that, that they are a classier organization than Buffalo, who's on top right now. Um, they're a classier organization than Miami, both of these two teams. Miami's not – I mean, that's not a good organization. Right. But they put together a good team. They have a good coach. They have a fantastic young coach. Um, so Baltimore and Pittsburgh will always make that division good. I've got to say Baltimore, but Pittsburgh wins this game. We're talking a different story next week. Uh, we'll find out. It's going to be fun to watch. Now to conclude all of this, we, you have the Buffalo bills, the Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs win in their divisions. And I don't know if I believe any of the uh, half of that. It it may be. That's why we play the game. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) We have 13 more weeks of football for each team, 14 more weeks to watch because we got to start throwing buys in there. Beautiful in Vegas. That's why they're paying Carrot Top all this money. (laughs) Which I saw when I was in Vegas. And he was really good, by the way. And then for wild cards, you have Miami. And then you have two out of the AFC South. Yeah. I I don't know what I'm thinking of that. Um, Tennessee's interesting to me. The Texans just got whooped up on by the Texans. And I think they could be one of those flavor of the week. You know, they could be one of those those uh, darlings right now. Maybe it was the all red helmets and red jerseys, but I, I was just enamored with the way they played and the way they're coached. I think Demeco Ryans, Bobby Slowick, I think that is 
I think that's uh, a team in the building. Well, and we know every season we see teams that were in the previous playoffs drop out of the playoff picture and new teams that were at the bottom move up. So the NFL loves parity. They get it almost every season. And who knows? The Houston Texans may be that one that shocks everybody and moves up. Hence the reason we have the big picture, David. Well, buddy, I want to thank you for having me on today. This was great. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And if you want some NFC talk, come uh, come view Vikings uh, <laughs> Vikings first and Skull. It's been a long day. But I'm going to correct you on that, other, Dave. Huh? Go listen to Vikings first and Skull. Yeah, go listen. <laughs> As we all do, because we all run on podcasts sponsored by Fans First Sports Network. By the fans, for the fans. Let's get on out of here, my man Dave. Thank you so much.